season five of The Score, the Team Roping Journal's podcast, where we cover the roping industry from top to bottom. This is where the team roping world talks. We talk through tough subjects, we talk big wins, and we talk real issues affecting the community. I'm your host and editor of the Team Roping Journal, Chelsea Schaefer. Hey everybody, it's Chelsea Shaver. Welcome to a bonus episode of The Score. This is part two of our interview with the one and only Colby Lovell. He just won the American Rope Horse Futurity Association's Red Bud Spectacular in the Open Healing on Jammin' on the Lake, a gelding by Laker Dock out of the Mare Reggae Music, and he scored a whopping 909.02 in the Futurity that was a little bit less than a whole point above Dakota Kirkenschlager's horse, CFR, a red gun, and he won... Colby won $10,700 for that win, plus a DT Horses bonus of $2,500 that Dean Tufton's program uh, paid out to both the Open Heading and the Open Healing winners. So that was awesome. Um, if you haven't seen our stories on the Red Bud Spectacular, check them out at teamropingjournal.com. You will get to learn all about Colby and his horse, Jammin' on the Lake, that maybe we don't mention in this podcast. Plus, you'll get to learn about Dakota Kirkenschlager's win in the Open Heading. Uh, kind of a switch ender deal as far as the champs on both ends of this futurity. So without further ado, enjoy Colby Lovell on part two of the score. this this is my thought on the rope force securities what you just said is very key nowadays in the rodeo world everybody can beat somebody with their rope but when 2010 when i first started rodeoing turtle pal jake barnes kevin all of those guys kevin stewart all of them could ride a head horse and they were going to ride him across the line and they never thought I'm going to rope him as soon as he comes out of the chute. I'm going to get the best start I can and I'm going to set my head horse up for positive direction mm-hmm. where he, he takes the right pull. That rubber doesn't torque so much on the shoulders because rubber is the worst thing for a horse. And nowadays you see people rodeo from the winter to they get ready to leave for Reno and then you see, all of a sudden, month after Reno, they haven't won three or four thousand. It's because you get out there and the bigger steers, the longer setups, a long rope can become real short when you don't have any legs under you. Mm-hmm. And I think that the rope horse world is going to bring that that side of the horsemanship back into rodeo, where people are going to mm-hmm. put blend it together and i think in a way i think the roping there's a lot of that needs to be put back in together because unless you just have the money to go buy a horse every year and with diesel and the way fuel is i mean it's way prices on everything is i mean it just doesn't yeah make sense yeah you know you watch trevor he's gonna ride his horse to the best he can rodeoing ropers horse show you know He's going to stay between the bridle and in in his saddle. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, when I think that's big. TJ Good, he's so good at staying 
it, it's until you rode behind a guy like that and felt what that bridle means to that horse. Mm-hmm. People don't realize that when we put a bridle in a horse's mouth, they're supposed to cherish it. Mm-hmm. But when they chew on it, they're nervous and there's a lot of saliva going on. They can't find a comfortable spot. Mm-hmm. Well, the team roping world, as far as the ropings, jackpots, they don't realize that the nerves in a horse's bars in its mouth, when it calluses over, you've lost feeling. You've lost power steering. Mm-hmm. And when that bridle doesn't mean much to the horse, then the steer doesn't mean anything. And you're beat before you nod. And that's something that the rope horse world, you don't see any of. Brad Lund, uh, Dakota, Cade Rice, Trevor, all t- their horses, they back in there and they're real respectful of the bridle. They they think, okay, I'm going to be respectful where you tell me where to turn. I'm going to do my best job I can and I'm going to be thinking through these reins. You know, because we got to be able to tell our horses what to do without them taking control, but also giving us everything they got and working at the best ability possible. Mm-hmm. It's crazy what a, what a horse has to do and have to how they have to work with their their feet and their stop and all of that. And then and and they're judged that and the fraternities that when you stop you can't move, be mm-hmm. still. I want you to be still as you can. So we ask them for their life, and then all of a sudden they got to be still. It, there's an art there to getting a horse to do that. Joseph Harrison's horses, when they stop, it looks they look like they're in concrete. I mean, yeah. they're as stout and strong as you can get. Yep. And that's not just one horse. That's every horse. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, that's just stuff that I've got to, it, it, in the last, I don't know, I've tried to get better at, you know. Sure. Yeah. What um what bridle did you have on your yellow? I didn't look at closely at the pictures. I had a bridle that uh I stopped in that night or the night before at TJ's and he it's a bridle that it's a Dennis Moreland correction, but he actually had this bridle made where the correction part of it is welded and it's real smooth where it's it's uh it's a real light bridle, but it's got a little shank to it, but it's got some give to, it's got some woe, but also some give. It's there if you need it. Mm-hmm. Uh but it, it's real respectful. I never rode that horse that bridle on those horses. I rode it on my stud and the yellow I, and in the healing. Mm-hmm. But I could tell loping them around, they would stay real shaped up. Their frame loping them would be real good. And like the yellow horse is a flatter made horse he can really run and really stop but he's a flatter made horse mm-hmm. and if he if if he gets a lot of forward momentum he'll just look a little flat where i want his head to come back just a tick well i could feel in that bridle how much response i'd get in it where it bled into the roping you know <clears throat> where I wasn't just going through the motions and just having him on the end of my hand. I mean, he actually was, it felt like it's there if I need it, but as long as I ride correct and Mm -hmm. I keep my hand in the right spot, he's just going to hold it and have, and be real comfortable with it. And, you know, that's, that leads back to going and, I mean, TJ's awesome at that stuff. I I text him, I called when I talked to him, I said, I want you to send me three or four pictures of your best bridles that you ride. But and I've got two thousand million bridles, but and I've had that bridle that he has. I've had that bridle in a correction, but him taking it back to Mister Moreland and getting him to weld that weld the correct the mouthpiece and getting it smoothed off where it fits in that horse, and then putting a little bit of curve into the bar part of it. Just not, I mean, just a hairline fracture mm-hmm. where. 
the blind eye wouldn't even realize that. But that's what puts a guy like him into a whole different world of his own. And that's well, how much curb strap did you have on it? Did you have it very tight or just no? I didn't have it very tight, but I, I, I like to ride my curves. You know, a lot of people they'll see. You'll see a pretty good bit of slack in the curve. They say, you want to put your fingers in it. But I, I kind of think that when it's got a little bit of uh, slack and give right there, that when you pull, mm-hmm. it kind of can scare them because they don't know it's there. If it's just hanging I there, mm-hmm. uh, I think it can kind of be like stepping off a step that you don't know is fixing to drop. Mm-hmm. It, and so I put it a little snug that way that when I he knows it's there already when I get a hold and it, and it takes away a little bit of a lot of slack into it mm-hmm. where and i'm not saying that's right nor wrong but it's just with me think i i just think that what they find it and they can hold it better mm-hmm. tell me about what nose band and and how tight your tie down was what what's your my, preference there uh my tie down it wasn't very tight you know it's just i want my horse to i, I like the little the yellow i want them to be able to pick their head up my tie down's there just to help them bring their butt up underneath them more. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want them to get so far up underneath themselves that their head, they scare themselves and they, they lose contact with the rope and the cow, you know, where their back feet are kind of pedaling because they give you so much stop that they get scared. Mm-hmm. They scare themselves. That tie down's there. It's not there to keep them down and keep their head down looking at or keep them braced up. It's there to just help them protect themselves. I want it. I want it. I want slack in it because if they do their job and they're enjoying it, they're not gonna. They're not gonna. I mean, you really don't. In a way, the tie down's there just to protect the horse. Sure. Yeah. Is it a rope nose, or did you use a leather? Yeah, it was a rope nose. Mm-hmm. I swapped back from a leather or, or uh, like a little rope nose uh, with the leather on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there, I just, I, I put that on it. I was going to put a leather one on him, mm-hmm. but it, it really didn't matter. You know, I can't, if it's a good rope tie down, that has got some slack in it it's not, and it, and it doesn't curl, you know, you can tell, I always like to look after like my horse that I was heading on. I had a tie down on him that, uh, I run three steers with Kate and it started rolling. I seen his hairs rolled right there, just rolled a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, I took it off of him and I put a leather tie down on him because the, that's going to get stingy or ouchy after a minute. And I, I don't want him to dread little spots. You know, there's that our equipment is used for certain spots of where we think we need to uh, correct them or get them back off of or make them a little bit more bridled up or to not think outrun the cow or try to catch the cow to try and stay really formed going down the arena uh the little yellow is going to do the same thing no matter what and he wants to try and he runs the same way and he wants to respect the bridle so i'm not going to have a tie down on him that uh when he's giving me all he's got that he's going to get into it no matter what because the cow means so much to him Mm mm-hmm so I usually ride him in a leather or just a longer tie down. Like I said, he's a little bit flat made, so I want him to be able to get his head up. I want him to feel freedom right there, uh, but also I want it to be at a spot where it just helps him put his tail head in the ground and he can get stopped and be confident in the dirt. Sure, absolutely. Um, how nerve wracking was it for you after missing for Cade to then have to ride back up? And oh, it, I'll tell you what I. <laughs> 
you know, <laughs> it was pretty bad. I was so disappointed in myself messing for Cade because he roped so good that day. And uh, coming back up the arena and roping with Dakota, and I just, I try, you know, when I'm helping somebody in anything, I want them to succeed or do better than me. And if I, it just, I try so hard and I want to do so good that sometimes you can do too much. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it was that steer we had really, really run me and Dakota and I didn't do a good job for Dakota. Dakota ropes so good. It's unreal what that guy can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a, he's, he's partially a freak. I, I mean, agree. just, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's, he's got, he's a little bit of a freak. So, uh, which, there's a comfort zone to that that you know when you wrote with some them guys that you know are gonna it that they are what makes you feel like you want to back in the box okay let's go back in the box i've got so all i gotta do is catch this deer if that makes sense mm-hmm. but it was in my mind i was like this is not good and i didn't even know the yellow was my wife and i i didn't have a clue I couldn't hear what they were scoring. I didn't hear because, you know, I was helping. Cade had three horses, and I had two. And, you know, out of the 20 runs, I think there were seven or eight of them that I was roping in. And so I couldn't hear. I was just going, going, going. And I had no clue that the that uh, uh, MJ, the little yellow horse, we, mm-hmm. called, my, we called him MJ. I didn't know he'd won it. And my wife and I, she is like, when I got over and got done, she was like, well, I said, we'll go put them up, and then we'll come back and see if we got anything. And then we were fixing to head out, and Jay come around to the panels and said, uh, hey, we're ready to take pictures when you get ready. I thought Dakota had won it. Uh. But <laughs> I did not have a clue. But, you know, I, I, didn't, I was roping so much that I didn't know – how I didn't, and honestly, I don't. I'm not real good at knowing about the point system. <laughs> yeah, you know, numbers are hard, Colby. Numbers are really hard. Well, I just, I'm, I just go rope and try to let my horse do his deal, and me do a good job. And if they like it, thank you. If they don't, I need to do something better. No, I, I was feeling for you because I mean, you were winning the roping, and then you missed for Cade, and then you kind of you took. You could tell that steer for Dakota really ran. So I was like, oh, man, I wonder if you're getting crap for, like, missing for Cade and then taking a little longer to get him headed for Dakota. Like, if anybody said anything about that to you or gave you crap for it, or were they decent? (laughs) No, everybody was good. Nobody said anything. They know how hard – everybody knows how hard I am on myself. That's been something that I've had to do, trying to be better at rodeoing-wise. Uh I mean, that was why I went to Healing was to take all the, I mean, went to Heading was to take all the pressure. But, man, it's just when you mess up, you let so many people down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just like Cade, the people who owned that mare, they were there. And that was the first time they had actually got to the third round on her. And, you know, it just, the steer lowered his head terrible. I, I shouldn't have missed him, but it's it just ever that's something in the horse show world that it's not just backing it i mean you literally you've got so many people and they've put so much time into every angle of that horse whether they raised him whether they bought him at the year before they've 
tried to put they've cared so much about that horse that it's just like their kids they've tried to put it in the best spot for it to be the best they can and then everybody meets up at a spot and say okay let's see what we've done or what we've worked on has actually been you know and the people that send horses to Cade and Dakota and Clay Logan they know that's why those guys do great they know their horses are going to have a chance to win so it's a privilege for them to ask me to rope for them, you know, and I know that if you don't do your job, you don't keep your job. And that's what I look at. I've lived by since I was a kid. So I'm when I'm back in there roping for them guys, I'm going to be on the best horse I can ride mm-hmm. uh, every time. Just, you know, Dakota, he lets me ride his horse. You know, he wants me to ride his horse, but I respect that. He has confidence in that horse. He knows that horse is going to pull the cow. He practices behind that horse all the time. You know, if something doesn't go right, it's my fault. You know, he puts all that. He's tried to put everything into perspective to do the best job he can for the horse that we're showing that he's put me. Hey, I want you riding this horse. Okay, Mm -hmm. I respect that. You know, that's how much he cares about uh, the time he's put into his horses. And that says a lot. Uh, You know, a lot of people would look at that the wrong way, but I look at his Man, that that guy really, really, I mean, that's trying. That's, hey, I don't have, this is my horse. This is one of my favorite. He tells me it's my favorite horses. I want, you mind riding real nice about it. No, sir, I'll do whatever. I want to do the best job I can. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you know, that's Dakota. That's the business side of it. That's when somebody sends a horse. I would, I think that means a lot when you send a horse to a guy like that. He takes enough initiative to go tell the guy that's heading for him, hey, I know this horse is going to pull the cow. I know he's going to face, and I got a lot of confidence in him. Yeah. I, I need, you know, that says a lot. If mm-hmm. I'm sending a horse to Dakota, Dakota thinks that that's our best chance of winning, and, you know, that's that says a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of guys would look at that the wrong way, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, you can take it the wrong but way. But I know from Dakota's side, a lot, of, uh, a lot of guys come to them deals, and they'll bring green horses to help on and stuff, and... You just you put the trainer put so much time into getting that horse to that point, and then so much comes down to somebody else just turning the steer. Uh, it, there's a lot of pressure there. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, always. It's just like Paul. Paul knows me and Paul. Paul's one of my best friends. He's a. I think he's the best healer. I mean, he's, he ropes. It's unreal. Mm-hmm. And he's been. He's he's been with me. He was with me when I, I bought Pepper, the stud, and I told him the day that the first day I rode him, I said, Paul, this horse has a chance to win the fraternity. I said, I, and I, I don't hardly say a horse is good, much less that. I, I try to use my words very wisely because I don't want to jinx myself. But from that moment, Paul's got to watch me rope. Uh, we've got to see the bar where it is all the way to the fact of going to the first show. Well, he's got got to be a part of it the whole time, so there's a lot of pressure, and you know, that horse has gotten so much attention in two shows. That's a lot. There's more pressure on that than backing in there to damn near win the world. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. It's just because you're putting so much in fact about the animal. And so I've got to ask you then on that same, like kind of in that same vein and saying that Paul's the best healer in the world. 
would you have Paul ride your heel horses, say, at the World Championship or anything like that, or at the Royal Crown, you know, in Rock Springs where it's going to pay so much? If I, I'm going to do whatever I got to do for my horse. Paul, Mm -hmm. I I would let Paul, you know, and I've thought about that because just like Dakota put me on his head horse, Mm -hmm. I can head for my horse. And I can see where Paul is in the arena, and a great header at those deals can set that run up for that horse to really get some good stop. If the steer slows up, he can wait and get moving. There's so much that goes into play when you're heading for those horses that I think the guys that do the best job at those can read the whole play, and they see where the heel horse is, whether mm-hmm. he's a little wide or when to wait. And, and I've healed so much growing up that that's – that plays a big part, and I've had good luck so far. Uh, the bad thing about that is, is Paul is rodeoing, and him and Chad are going to do great and go, and he doesn't get. It's hard to get together when you can't ride the horses. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, actually, Paul, I mean, like Paul's got one a young horse that is an exceptional horse, and we talked last night. I think I'm going to go get him and. Try to show him at those deals, you know, just yeah. so he's going. Because I think that people need to see those horses, you know. I don't. I think it's unfair to the horse to just show up to Fort Worth and say, "Okay, nobody knows me. Nobody knows who I am. I don't have a name." Yeah. But I'm great. Well, and especially yeah. as much coverage as the futurity industry is getting right now. Like, I mean, I know how much I write about all the horses all year long. It's more than ever, more than I've ever written about horses in my life since the futurity thing happened. So, like, people are aware of certain people's horses at all times. Oh, it, you know? Yeah, and you need to see where the bar is. I mean, you yeah. got to compete. you got to see where your horses are. Uh I think with the young horses, I think that you need to be smart about it. You know, you need to go just enough, and then you need to control it and get ready for the big touchdown at the end, you know. Uh, Like Rock Springs is going to be – that's a big one. I mean, that's something that guy wants, and you get – and, heck, I was fortunate enough this week. I mean, they're good deals. I think with Waco and this one, I think I've – May, I mean, won and made and with helping and the guys that I've helped with them winning, probably around a little over 30000 Yeah. Maybe a little more, almost forty. Yeah. And that's better than just about anybody rodeoing made this last month. So that's good. Well, and I, it's, you just, well, and you get, you get a guaranteed check, you know, if you're helping somebody and. Mm-hmm. You get to see great horses grow. I love that part of it. I love the cutting futurity. I love watching cow horse futurity. I, I love that part of it. I, I think that that's – I like watching horse races. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, hell, I've raised dogs. This will be 24 years, 23, 24 years, and I have pictures from my dog's great-great-grandma that I started my whole dog kennel from. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when some people got, like that and enjoy that and – I think there's nothing better. Like Triggers, when he rides payday somewhere, or the, I love watching that horse go and show and do good. I mean, Caleb did good up there on him in the AQHA show, and you know, I like that. I think, you know, the horse that I put a video up last night of the horse that Marty Yates won the American on. Yeah, that's one of my and, favorite uh, stories. That's such a cool story. Yeah, and I love that horse. That was one of my favorite horses ever, and I named him Big Time as a two-year-old. You know, and you just, that's yeah. stuff that when I think 
it makes for it's pretty neat you know that horse's half brother was uh the horse that junior rode the first year with jake barnes and at the american and that was really that horse's first big rodeo and big time that was kind of his first big i mean that winter when marty did so good and i thought it was for me not but i raised both them horses my mom and i and ranch rodeoed on them did everything on them and they both made good horses and went and did great things and they came out of like your mom's family's horse like yeah because i wasn't it was back when bob welch was still working for us like there was some tie there i don't remember what it was we bought that mare from his dad from his dad yeah that was a cool old story i remember that that's awesome you know it's crazy just like jared and katie mcfarland in idaho Mm -hmm. people don't realize how many horses that they've raised i mean and they don't breed they don't they just have say their horses say they have they raise 10 10 10 colts a year eight 10 colts well for them to raise eight or 10 colts in the years you take the colt horses that's one horse the year that's done so many big things from turtle pals horse that won horse the year from brandon beers mare that won horse the year to the mare that i almost won the world on with Corey coons to all of those horses the bulldog and horse trevor knowles rode the one dakota rode you take all of that and you're taking an average of not if you look at the stud report during the cutting maturity metallic cattle breed 250 mares you do the law of average right there i think i i mean there's greatness right there. Yeah. That just, you take 250 mares and breed and to a program like that, holy cow. And it a lot of it has to do with the people behind the deal mm-hmm. program. It's a, it's big, but, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the breeding and the horse world with people that's done stuff just right there at their house that have, man, they've evolved greatness and it shows up through one or two, three horses that's actually got to go out and go rodeo or do something. I think that's something special. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what, so you said you have some mares that are, or some fillies that are by Metallic Payday. What mares do you have right now that are in your breeding barn that you're going to cross or that you are crossing your stud on? I have a mare that <clears throat> I have my, the mare that's a Dox King Gilligan that I rode and for two, three years. I have that's a, I have a Betty's a cat mare that I I raised that's by a play red daughter. And then I have two or three I have a I'm counting checks mare by a Desire Ray mare that uh has won fourteen thousand. I have a Pepto stylish show. It's won fourteen thousand. But they're mares that like the I'm counting checks, Mara, she is she won the fourteen thousand in the aged events. And then she foundered. Well the aged events is when all that's like the rope horse security. That's when all it's not weekend mm-hmm. shows. So I mean, you're messing with a horse that did good against all the really good ones at when they were at their good. And you know what about like is is the other mare that you said that you rode? Is that Annie? Is that yeah, Annie? Yeah, Annie. Annie. Mm-hmm. I vaguely remember that because you had Annie and Abby at the same time, right? Yep, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. You know, I had her, and then Justin Davis had the other mare, the Doc's King Gilligan mare that came from me, and he made the NFR on her. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, 
Well, I, but, uh, go ahead. I, all of my, I've just, and I've tried to stay on the, you know, I'm on a perspective of trying to get size. Mm-hmm. I like a big, a big horse. I want, you know, I want to ride up on something that has got some size to it or try to. Um, so my marriage, I've tried, and it's hard too to find that foundation of a horse that's got some size that can still get through its butt and drag its butt and run. And you know, it's hard to find all of that, but mm-hmm. uh, just it's just something that I enjoy. And you know, I'm hoping that the stud pepper he does good. I hope he, I hope that you know, it, yeah, it would be awesome if people wanted to breed to him. You know, Brad Lund says you've got a retirement plan there. That's <laughs> and for a guy like that to say something, that means a lot. That's not just a buddy saying something. That's one of the best horse trainers ever. Yeah, he's he's uh, wonderful. I love Brad, and he's he's a nice guy too. So it, him complimenting, yeah, he's, he, yeah, yes. I mean, for mm-hmm. him to tell me that's one of the best cow horses he's trained. I mean, that was like he. I was like, holy cow! Maybe I was like. Uh, put me a whole new perspective of I mean when I I know that horse means a lot to him when I back in there at the shows he videos me Mm -hmm. and sends it to me you know (laughs) Uh, the people I got that horse from the Michaelises in northern Missouri they that horse means a lot to them I mean it's just crazy that's why I like the rope horse world and me too, All of yeah. it, just the growth of a horse. Everybody, you get to enjoy if they do good. Just like the little yellow horse with EE ranches. I mean, they that meant so much to them. It meant just as much to me. But they raised the horse. They they remember the first day the horse was born. Yeah, that place. I love the, working with the EE ranches crew. They they certainly do care a lot about the business. It seems like. Yes, and you know when they want to. They try. That just means a lot, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that the rope force world and the rope force securities, everybody wants a horse to go rodeo and go make the NFI do that kind of stuff. But that doesn't always mean that's a good horse. Mm-hmm. If you've got a horse winning at the rope force securities and doing real good there, and I'm not just saying that. I was very fortunate. To, at the, I've been very fortunate and the last the two have gone to so far but it means something i promise you those guys and those guys there with those horses and the judges that are judging them are those horses you're i mean that healing the other day was unreal watching those horses i mm-hmm. mean i was in awe at how many big time horses were there it was yeah when you got dakota colin von on Cade rice every one of them ride good rope good it, it's Hell, that's that, that's up there. That wins up there among any of them for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, I thought so too. It felt it. It was a really cool field of horses. I I watched it. I was while I was while I was planting flowers. I was watching the rope horse maturity. <laughs> and you know, you know, you're getting you're you're pretty much when you pay your entry fees of those deals. If you want to put it into a, a liar way, you're paying for a person's opinion, really. Yeah, yeah. But when. When when everybody's opinion kind of surfaces to the same thing, and then you got people coming saying, "Hey, I really like your horse," you know, it it makes you feel good to a point of, "Hey, I, maybe what I'm doing's work. Or I'm, maybe I'm doing a little something that's working." You know, I need to keep on, need to get better. You know, that's just where the rodeo world. You can go be four two, but you might have the best cow in the herd. Mm-hmm. 
Well, just like Dakota and I in the short round, last year was a that song on Run So Hard. And Dakota Steele, we're going on somebody's opinion. They realized the situation. They saw how hard the cow run. Dakota's horse still did good. And marked a 226 something. And we were at the back end. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's the pretty neat part of it. Definitely. Let's take a quick commercial break to talk about the Royal Crown. The Royal Crown Roping Stallion Incentive Program, launched in 2021, is the first incentive program of its kind in the roping industry, bringing together stallion owners to create a program that adds value to rope horses and prospects and pays ropers big returns. To breeders, the Royal Crown paid out more than $285,000 in its first year. Of that payout, $35,949 went to stallion owners another 35,949 to breeders, and the rest to owners and riders from the August 2021 event in Rock Springs, Wyoming. What's more, the Royal Crown offered some $70,000 in added money at the American Rope Horse Futurity Association events throughout the year. This year's main Royal Crown event will be held August 9th through 14th in Rock Springs with a heading and healing futurity, derby and maturity, as well as a breakaway roping futurity and an open futurity for horses not Royal Crown eligible. Payout details will be released in the coming months. For more information on the Royal Crown, visit royalcrownrace.com. Okay, so we've talked for almost an hour, but I do want to talk to you about the Cody Neesmith Memorial, and I hate that it, you know, it's the second annual, which means we're two years from the last time any of us talked to Cody, which, like, I don't know. I always feel that way about memorials. Like, it's awesome that they still keep going, but I hate that we still have to have them. How did, um, how did you feel? How, was it less emotional, more emotional, the same same level oh it's, it's it'll never be less emotional uh, when you get when uh everybody that ties to cody neesmith his family his parents friends everything when it ties together and then you take what we what, what he brought and what he's done mm-hmm. uh with the memorial and what his wishes were and you bring all that to surface and then you take what we what what he did last year with the roping and the money part of it for the foundation and you go help a 10 month old that we brought to the roping this year yeah just words don't describe i mean we it the people's lives that he's touched there's words i mean Everybody comes up to me and says, man, this is just for a good cause. It's a good cause. And, you know, I appreciate that, but I want to tell them, no, this is life-changing for people. You don't realize it's not a cause. It's somebody's life. Yeah. Uh, When it's life-changing, you you know, I I tell you, like at at the rope horse security, me and Mr. Brad were talking, Mr. Lowe, and we were sitting there, and he was telling me about his dad. Yeah. uh, I, I just I sat there for a second. I said, "Yes, Mr. Lone, I understand." And I told him, you know, I said, "If you ever need to 
talk to anybody, Mr. Tony and Miss Kay, man, Cody's mama is, when they've lived through so much pain for so long and you've tried to make your kid feel just not hurt, mm-hmm. just figure out a way to not hurt. You know, the little things that she learned, a phone call, what a phone call can do mm-hmm. for somebody like that, just the point of... Cody used to tell me the only way we can I can get relief off my pain is to rub uh, the marijuana oil yeah, the in my neck mm-hmm. and put it where, where you know, that's mm-hmm. where all of our nerves, I never knew that. It's where our umbilical cord, that's how we were fed. Is it? Mm-hmm. And it's the only way he could relieve pain. So the people that I've met and stuff like that, I've gotten in touch with Miss K as far as, Hey, that, thank you so much. But that would have took, you know, if you've got to learn it the hard way mm-hmm. and it, it just, that dude has changed so many people's lives. It's unreal that the roping last week, 2,300 teams. And one night the foundation raised over a hundred thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. And that's not even putting the putting the rope and what we raise through the rope and the team ropers that come. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people that come up to me at that deal and say, "Hey, we we appreciate it. We lost a kid, and you know, I lost. I had one guy. I lost my ten year old son. Ugh. For them to come up and be able to be a part of something, take their mind off of a pain that, uh, and it." They just the roping world. I honestly like. I think that there should be more events and more stuff for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's for a good cause, and it, it's not a good cause. It's a life changing cause. I mean, it's something that uh, you can find. I mean, we try to find families we want to help. I mean, Mr. Tony and Miss K. All the sponsors that we have at that have just have came. It's just all just came together and. I get them into, I don't even want to be be a part of the sponsor deal. I give them Mr. Tony's phone number and I call Mr. Tony, get them in touch because I want them to build a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I you need to know where, when, why, and what we're doing this for. Yeah. You need to know who yeah. you're, you know. I think that that thing is, there is no telling where that's headed. I mean, in five, six years, seven years, I mean, heck, maybe next year. I mean, it's unreal. And they are such warm people, like Tony and Kay. Like, they, their hearts are just so big, regardless of what they've been through. Like, I feel like if I had met them and, and they hadn't gone through all these hardships that they've gone through, they would still be, like, those kind of people that you are attracted to. And, like, their energy is so good and positive. They're just unreal people. I'm so glad that they came into your life. What? A, oh, my gosh. What a, what a blessing. It is. It's... I, I agree with you completely. I mean, they're, heck, Cody's sister, Caitlin, she lives next door to me. She moved over here. <laughs> uh, I mean, they just, they're the type of people you want to be around. They make you feel better about yourself. And if you don't feel better about yourself, they'll help you. you yeah, know? yeah. It's, that, it's, uh, that deal's been, it's, it's crazy. It's I've built a relationship. We got a new family, and you know I call Miss K, Mama K, and <laughs> Mr. Tony. He calls me all the time. We talk religiously, and you know you. 
it might be six months from now, but they might have a bad day. And you never know what somebody, you know, what somebody's been through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I just, you can't, I mean, you just, when you get to thinking of kids, I mean, I think it, it helped, I mean, they could be a spokesperson for any event in the world, I think, as far as going and talking to kids or people and written, putting stuff into perspective of what happens in the arena doesn't dictate what you do with your life. It doesn't dictate who you are or how you act as far as being a failure. You need to do as good as you can and be humble all the time. And if you work hard and everybody, you, you, a snap of a finger, life can change. Mm-hmm. And people say that all the time, but... Man, you just—it's crazy what there's people in the world going through, and it's hard for me to listen or hear somebody bellyache or tell me they're hurting or you because when you've seen somebody like Cody go through so much pain and his parents go through so much pain, and it's you know uh, it's hard to. I wouldn't say, I guess, lower your standards to a fact of, mm-hmm. uh, you need to, I mean, you just don't know. Don't We don't want to hear that. You had to drive a long way? Well, don't do it. You, if you don't want to do it, don't bellyache. You know, yeah. no, there's, it, it changed the way I look at things. You know, when I go out of the arena, I'm disappointed and, but heck, on you see your kids or anything, and they walk up. You, 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 well, like my little girl said, Daddy, you did as good as you could do. <laughs> I mean, I was disappointed I missed for Kate. Now, I mean, we're driving. She goes, Daddy, you did as good. You wrote good all day. He said, bad luck. I said, well, I don't know if it's bad luck, but the danger made me feel better that I've got her on my side in the truck, my wife there, and Thanks sure put make you not even care about roping. <laughs> You're a little girl. I mean, I'm so grateful for that Bill Fett commercial that she is on because it makes me laugh every single time how identical she is to you. It could be you saying that you're gonna be a barrel racer, you know, a world champion barrel racer. It is so funny. Yep, she's <laughs> she's been with me maybe, I don't know, she's I mean, I got last week before we went up there, I had to come down here and get a bull and put him up. And the bull got mad and went trying to fight. And I mean, she's with me. She's the one helping me during all this. She's eight years old. And she's (laughs) been riding her horse since it was two. And Mm -hmm. it's just, heck, I mean, when we left the deal in Oklahoma, she goes, Daddy, you're going to enter Audi at these deals. And I mean, he doesn't weigh 900 pounds. I think he's probably, I literally think he's the best horse I have. I mean, one of the nicest, I mean, he's, and Jules done everything. Mm-hmm. But she's see, it's just, you know, she's seen all of it. She's got to be with all of it. She's been with me and she watches and, and I don't even have to say nothing. She tries to do things. And but it's, it's so different. Like, it's like the luck of the draw in parenting because I know so many people whose kids have had the same experience and don't really want anything to do with it, but it's, like, God-given in her. I don't know. I I, I agree. It's she, I, You don't really realize that until you've had two kids and they're completely different. Yeah. You know, my, Levi loves to play tennis, and 
he doesn't care about the horses or roping, and I'm good with it. I've never pushed it on him, and I want him to be him and find out who he is as far as a person. And he's a great kid. He's very respectful and humble, and heck, to me, that's just as good as anything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, sir, I will uh, let you get back to your cow check-in and your... Are, are the bulls getting out and, like, tearing down fence, or are they just uh, not where they're supposed to be? Uh, yeah, they got through one spot. But I'm going to have... They just... Being, it's being, they're being pain in the ass. <laughs> All right, well, you carry on in your cowboying. I'm going to carry on in my office life today, but I am so grateful to catch up, Colby. Thank you. All right, see you. Talk to you soon. Bye.